Day 15, Mercy, Definition. Today's scripture, Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 through 22. They are to make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. You must make it according to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle, as well as the pattern of all its furnishings. They are to make an ark of acacia wood, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. Overlay it with pure gold, Overlay it both inside and out. Also make a gold molding all around it. Cast four gold rings for it and place them on its four feet. Two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. Make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark in order to carry the ark with them. The poles are to remain in the rings of the ark. They must not be removed from it. Put the tablets of the testimony that I will give you into the ark. Make a mercy seat of pure gold, 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. Make two cherubim of gold. Make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. At its two ends, make the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat. The cherubim are to have wings spread out above, covering the mercy seat with her wings, and are to face one another. The faces of the cherubim should be toward the mercy seat. Set the mercy seat on top of the ark and put the tablets of the testimony that I will give you into the ark. I will meet with you there, above the mercy seat, between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony. I will speak with you from there about all that I command you regarding the Israelites." Hebrews chapter 9. Now the first covenant also had regulations for ministry and an earthly sanctuary, for a tabernacle was set up, and in the first room, which is called the holy place, were the lampstand, the table, and the presentation loaves. Behind the second curtain was a tent called the most holy place. It had the gold altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant, covered with gold on all sides, in which was a gold jar containing the manna. Aaron's staff that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. The cherubim of glory were above the ark, overshadowing the mercy seat. It is not possible to speak about these things in detail right now. With these things prepared like this, the priests enter the first room repeatedly performing their ministry. But the high priest alone enters the second room, and he does that only once a year and never without blood, which he offers for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was making it clear that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed while the first tabernacle was still standing. This is a symbol for the present time, during which gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the worshiper's conscience. They are physical regulations and only deal with food, drink, and various washings imposed until the time of the new order. But Christ has appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come. In the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered the most holy place once for all time, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow, sprinkling those who are defiled, sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our consciences from dead works 
so that we can serve the living God. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called might receive the promise of the eternal inheritance, because a death has taken place for redemption from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. Where a will exists, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will is valid only when people die, since it is never in effect while the one who made it is living. That is why even the first covenant was inaugurated with blood. For when every command had been proclaimed by Moses to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God has ordained for you. In the same way, he sprinkled the tabernacle and all the articles of worship with blood. According to the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in the heavens to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves to be purified with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with hands, only a model of the true one, but into heaven itself, so that he might now appear in the presence of God for us. He did not do this to offer himself many times, as the high priest enters the sanctuary yearly with the blood of another. Otherwise, he would have had to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. But now he has appeared one time at the end of the ages for the removal of sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for people to die once and after this judgment, so also Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Today's devotional, Mercy. The word is heard frequently. We sing it in our worship songs. Mantras of mercy are hand-stitched onto throw pillows. Prayers for traveling mercies go up, and protection is expected to come down. For a word so common, we can take for granted its multifaceted implications. This attribute is one that God allows us to share with Him. One facet only He can do personally, perfectly. We'll look at that one today. Another facet we are able to put on with the help of the Holy Spirit. This one we'll explore tomorrow. To fully appreciate God's mercy, having a proper grasp of God's justice is foundational. In order for God to be a good and just judge, proper payment must be made for breaking his holy law. The wages of sin is death. All are sinners, so all deserve that sentence. However, the fact that you are alive today is evidence of God's unmerited mercy. He sees our helpless state apart from him and compassionately gives us an opportunity to come to repentance, turn to Christ, and receive mercy. In Exodus, we catch a clear glimpse of God's mercy through his plan to make payment for sin. He asked the Israelites to build a tabernacle of worship. In the middle sat the Holy of Holies, and inside laid the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was a golden box hosting the Ten Commandments, which the people were expected to keep. Hefty responsibility. The lid, which sealed the law into the box, was called the mercy seat. Annually, sacrificial blood was sprinkled there, sparing Israel from condemnation. On this throne of mercy, God took his seat. Picture it. Mercy literally covered the law, which God's people can never fulfill. The law condemned. 
but God generously dispensed mercy from his mercy seat. Ultimately, the law pointed to Christ, the only one who could fulfill it. In a perfect and final display of mercy, he took his place on the mercy tree, compassionately offering salvation through his shed blood on the cross. Oh, praise him for the mercy tree.